0: Welcome back to the Three Under Par Podcast. This is a golf podcast where... Little White Ball is live. I'm your host, Scotty T, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, KJ and T-Bone. How's it going, fellas? What's up, guys? Doing good. T-Bone, did you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, it was great. Awesome.
0: KJ, how about you? You got a lot of golf in, right?
2: I did. I finally got a lot of golf in.
0: Ankle is, you are just telling us, almost fully healed?
2: Almost fully healed. About 75% mobility and probably 90%. I can swing at 90%. Okay. So, That's still did. pretty good. Yeah.
0: You're definitely
1: still a driving T-Bone, though, right?
2: Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: You guys need to quit ragging on me at some point. Nah. Never. As soon as you earn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Never. Let's, <laughs> let's, hey, let's, let's hit the tennis courts. <laughs> All
2: right. Let me get to
0: 90% mobility, and we'll do some tennis. Okay. You know, you know, fair for some enough. reason, T-Bone's really getting into tennis. We're a golf yeah. podcast, though. I might, like, start start a golf.
1: I might start a tennis podcast. We'll see. <laughs> Fuzzy yellow ball is life. I don't know. It doesn't sound quite as <laughs> sounds good. Sounds a little weird. That sounds no. blasphemous. <laughs> no, because little white ball is life. Correct. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna bill on you guys. <laughs> I don't think.
0: Well, I appreciate it. That's good to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> fantastic. Well, you can check us out on social media at three under pod. That's number three, three under pod on Twitter and Instagram, and wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe. Write us a review. And give us a 5-star rating. We hope we earn your 5-star rating and because we're always trying to get better. And we want to hear from you as well. We're coming to you from Houston, from Golfsmart. So thanks to our friends from Golfsmart for letting us record here. So there's a lot going on this weekend, but honestly not so much in the golf world. Avengers Endgame, Game of Thrones. But there was some golf that was played, so we're going to talk about it. What y'all think of the Zurich? You know, one of the tournaments we've talked about that's a little different team event. John Rahm and Ryan Palmer come out with a victory at twenty six under. That's a low number.
2: Yeah. I mean I watched I watched some of the uh, replay on Sunday. John Rahm in the interview post round interview, he said he didn't do much, but was kinda leaning on Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer, for some reason, that just fits his eye. He's it does. been like up there in top ten no matter who he played with, it seems like for the last four or five well, years. Well, hold on.
1: Don't say no matter who he played with, because Ryan Palmer somehow getting with the right guys like he's played with spieth and john rom which is just weird but he's dude, he's figuring <laughs> it out like who the hell would ever want to play with ryan palmer if you're spieth or john rom texas
0: guy he is he I is shout he out the, yeah he's shout a, out the ryan palmer i texas like the guy. guy
1: i just i don't know how he conned his way into that no he's a. Uh,
0: he, I think he grew up in amarillo played golf at texas a&m and which is just right up the road practically from uh from us here in houston Dude, you're right, and I thought he would have had a better chance of winning with Spieth personally, but obviously, Rom is that dude. That gosh, he can really play golf, John Rom, and maybe Ryan Palmer is able to keep his head on straight or keep Rom's head on straight because Rom is known to have his temper a little bit. So um,
1: yeah, I wish. I bet he wish Ryan Palmer was on his team at the Players.
2: Or on his bag, yeah, on his bag, yeah, <laughs> Just, definitely. Hey, relax.
1: <laughs> Don't go for the That's green
2: and so two on eleven. Stupid. But it. <laughs> On 18, they had, I think, three-stroke lead, mm-hmm. and he's coming out of the rough. Water on the right, 275, and, again, I stand very firm on what you do when you have a lead coming up 18. It's par five. It's 275 out. Nine-iron well, wedge.
0: Nine-iron wedge or putter, putter, putter. It could yeah, be either one. Four
2: putters? Who cares? <laughs> Shit, make, make double. Who cares? He takes a cut three-wood, cutting it into, into the trouble, and he just hits it. Walks off, knew it was perfect. It landed in the trap, but it was absolutely perfect. Dead center. I wouldn't I would never try that. Nope. Not, not once. Nine iron wedge. Go two putt, three putt, who get, who cares? Take the win.
0: Which I didn't realize the format of the Zerk. I guess I just didn't look into it. Was best ball, alternate shot, best ball, alternate, alternate shot.
2: Alternate shot. Yep.
0: I kinda like that, especially on the last day, because alternate shot can get really dicey. If you're especially if one of your players isn't playing well, uh our mutual friend Dumpy, I saw him here at Golf Smart before we recorded. And he was telling me that he was watching Brian Gay, and Brian Gay was just spraying it everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. But it was his partner that really – was he playing with Sabatini?
2: Yeah, Gay and Sabatini. God, I texted y'all when I saw that. Is there anything worse than seeing Rory Sabatini back in the hunt on (laughs)
0: Sunday? That's actually one of my notes here. It's painful. I I cannot stand Rory Sabatini.
2: I I don't know if he's changed a whole bunch or not because he had not really been in the limelight since he was, you know – being a dick or whatever he was doing that I hate him I don't, I don't even remember why I hate him but I just hate the guy but yeah seeing him that yeah, sucks that was one of the best shots i ever seen him hit on 18 though thin lie going towards the water just a little nose of the green over a bunker and he lays it open and it's like a perfect flop shot I, I mean that's a shot 80 percent of the time even people that play golf either hit it four yards or 40 yards just catch it super fat shout out dumpy or just skull it right in the water <laughs>
0: I'm making my stance very clear I'm not a Rory Sabatini fan but t bone is is that right?
1: no I'm uh I think naturally I kind of like guys that you don't and vice versa okay I don't know it's uh like the Justin Thomas thing, yeah, like everyone okay. likes Justin Thomas. I don't really like him. I feel like the only know. reason why you
0: like him is because he wore that cowboy hat yeah that was it Taylor Just, made cowboy hat tailor made
1: cowboy hat awful that was offensive how bad it looked <laughs> it, was it was so, so ugly <laughs> but it it's so ugly, you gotta respect it, like as K J would say about my pork pie hat that I wear on the golf course. Um you know, you gotta spice There's it no up. No respect bit. on that one. <laughs> you gotta spice it up sometimes and I respect that.
0: We need to do like a golf gossip on Rory Sabatini sometime because he is a or he's originally from South Africa, but he recently got citizenship with Slovakia. Interesting. Which is very, yeah. I'm not is that the only place that will take him, or what? <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> and now for the Olympics that's coming up here, I think in 2020 or 2022, he can represent Slovakia oh, yeah. in the Olympics. Which is some people are speculating that that's the only reason why. But I think is either spouse is from there, something like that. We need to do a deeper dive into so that. But.
1: I actually want to make a side comment about this. I've thought about the golf Olympics before, okay, and I think there's a potential way I could get into it.
0: Let's hear it. <laughs> Do tell. So, you know, the Olympics was not on our notes for the day, but take it
1: away. Yeah, I know. This it. is a little off script, but I've, I've <laughs> thought about this a pretty good amount. So my great-grandfather is from Syria. Okay. I have a feeling that the competition in Syria is not too competitive in, the, in golf. Okay. Do you think there's any way I could find my way into You're that? You're an American citizen.
2: You'd have to renounce your American <laughs> citizenship and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm Syrian now."
1: I mean, I could play in the Olympics, so worth it, right? No, <laughs> but then you couldn't be president. Yeah, that's true. Dang,
0: I don't know if anybody I has mean, aspirations to run for public office, but
1: <laughs> yeah, man, this is—I don't know where this is going. But let's change the subject. I'm scared where it's going. I don't. Well, I, Syria.
0: It sounds like <laughs> it
1: sounds like it's going to Syria, so you should be scared. Yeah, it's just a thought I've had, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of tough. Um, I thought you know. were going to try to figure out how to represent the United States no, in the, the golf <laughs> Olympics. I was like, you got to climb a lot of players. Yeah, do I don't that. know if I'm quite there with my game. Um, <laughs> maybe Syria, though. Maybe Syria. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, I
0: didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the Zurich. Just was kind of busy throughout the weekend, but it was good seeing the team event. Uh, Fleetwood and Sergio finished second. The scores were low, man, 26 under one. They finished second at 23 under. I was kind of surprised to see scores that low, honestly, knowing that two of the rounds were alternate shot. I mean, look, an alternate shot, if you got one guy who's struggling, you can put some high numbers pretty quickly. Yeah. And not,
2: not to mention, you never stay in a groove, it, it would seem like. Right. You know? And, and, if, talk it's, about and slow if it's best play, ball,
1: you can, you're fine. Yeah. There's you, one thing about hitting a bad shot and you have to play it. But when you hit a bad shot and someone else is cleaning up, it feels twice as you bad. You feel yeah. so shit. You hit your shot, you're like, oh, fuck. What is he going to do with that? He probably hates me. And then I just think about like someone you you shank an approach shot or something, and then if they like flop it to three and a half feet or something, you're like, oh, my God, it's even more pressure. Now I have to make I this. I have to make that to make up for that shot I hit. It's uh, Yeah, that's a really good point. That's got to be a pretty tough mental game to play if you're – if you're dragging ass on your on your best ball team or alternate <laughs> shot team, yeah. And just
2: quick little side note about the course: a lot of people and announcers had a lot to say about the greens. Apparently, they're putting in new greens like as we speak. Okay. So they were all saying that the putts were sliding around, the greens were crusty and dead, and rolling fast. So it was hard to make putts. That would be even worse. Like if you if you leave it five feet above the hole, and your partner misses, you're like. I just rammed that by trying to make it, but now I just screwed my team. Playing all those crusty greens, if you do get a patch of grass, it's like Mm -hmm. taking off and then skidding, taking off, skidding. So,
0: Yeah, and they play at TPC Louisiana. TPC courses are generally known to be more friendly to the public, I feel like. For example, in Dallas, I know on the trackman I here at Golf Smart, you mentioned you just got in Trinity Forest. Right. And that reminds me of the at t by Nelson since that's where that is played. Before that, it was played at TPC Las Colinas. And that was constantly rated as one of the worst PJ Tour venues or courses to be played because, I don't know, there's just something about TPC that players tend to not like. It's more that resort-style course. Right. We played it yeah. from
2: what they call the back tees, and it was only like 6,700 yards. And it was just like, hit it wherever you want, and then gouge it up there to 10 feet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those resort-style courses, I mean, that's what they're made for. It's, almost right. like, it's a link-style course, but, I mean, we played it up, so where there were tight landing zones, we were blown it by. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it definitely looks like an easier golf course that if you don't have wind, it doesn't have a whole bunch of defense.
0: Right. Also, the Zurich, not only known for the team aspect of it, but it's also known for the walk up songs.
1: What y'all think about the walk up songs? Cuz well, I, I was all about it going into the tournament. I think we called a few of them. Yeah, we, Old Town Road was a given.
2: Yep, that was the most played. Mm-hmm. We figured that one out. Uh Inter Sandman was was by uh, was a couple of them. So there were, I mean there was there were some good ones.
1: I heard a couple like Louisiana Baton Rouge yeah, the Baton country song. songs. I uh,
0: I want to give a shout out to Aaron Aaron Flanner, Aaron Flanner. He's the caddy for JT Postman. And he literally grabbed the mic and started singing that Baton Rear song and no, got the whole good. crowd singing into it. That was pretty sick. That was pretty cool. I think I'm out on the songs. I don't like it at all. What? Yeah. I I'm changing my stance on that. It it was I just didn't like it.
1: It's kinda weird if the golfers don't react right. Yes. I don't know. It also depends on the song.
0: Yeah. That's what that's what I was
2: saying. You have to go either like a good normal song or you have to go way out there. It's like wearing an yeah. outlandish outfit. It yeah. can't be you can't half ass <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. The reason why I'm out on it is because the little golf I did watch, it was Paul Paul Minotti was on the T box. He played with Billy Hurley the third. And he his song was If you're happy and you know it, clap your that hands. That was weak
1: as hell. I saw that. <laughs> Guy and looked. he, like,
0: started clapping his hands and then stomped your feet afterwards. And I was like, this is so dumb. Nope. Like, that's a, not
1: a good look. That guy actually – that. damn it, you're totally right. That was the worst shit ever. That I was, was really pissed off. And that was, like, the only golf I watched. I Peter watched Malmati. that and I was like,
0: nope, next channel.
2: Peter Malnati, right?
0: He
1: was wearing a bucket hat, too. Is he, it Peter?
0: I brought it down, Paul.
2: I think it's Peter. Anyway, Peter yeah, he's Paul known whatever. for his
0: bucket hat. Always wears the bucket hat, which respect to that. Yeah. But he chose happy and you know it, clap your hands. And the first tee, it's not like a major tournament venue. Like, the first tee isn't that big. The grandstands aren't. And so there's just minimal people there trying to do what, that. It, it what, was just what's, weird.
1: What's your mindset? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And then your head, are you just like, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to pound this drive 300 yards? <laughs> like, that's not a pop-up song. <laughs> no, I'm going to hit a smooth, I don't know, U.S. Kids Club <laughs> 50 Deep I do Deep one out there. That's that was weird. It it almost yeah, yeah. you're totally right. It almost ruined like the whole if I'm walk in the, up song aspect. Yeah, if think I'm about the, a baseball player having that. Okay, get, yeah, especially at the
0: pros. Like if you're in high school ball and you're a freshman playing up on varsity, it traditionally I'm not a baseball player, but my friends told me that the seniors would pick the songs for the freshmen. Generally, it's gonna be a song like that or like the Barbie doll or the Barbie girl song. But when it's Whatever, in your hands. You're a professional athlete, and that's the <laughs> song you chose? Are uh, you kidding me? basketball
1: warm-ups, <laughs> them coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> uh, yeah. That just wouldn't happen. That's awful. Yeah, that was a shame. Anyway,
0: so that was the Zurich. Congrats to the Rom and Palmer. Obviously deserved it. Went out and played well. Um, we need to give our honorable don't mention. We actually mentioned them on the last podcast. It's just kind of a fun group. Who finished last was Davis and Drew Love. Whoops. <laughs> it's, um, I guess his I mean, son it's, shanked it around. It's a father son thing that they were probably just having a good time out there. Obviously Drew Love can play a little bit. Um our friend Jackson Hazel was mentioning that's where they kinda started the community out uh,
1: out at Sea Island. They probably have fun. So kudos to them. It sucks to just be the uh we've ta- we've bashed on the father son duo on this podcast before. Jerry West's son, Mary oh, yeah. Michelle Wee. Um, yeah, it just sucks that you got to play in it because of who your dad is and then you finish in last. Right. Bummer.
0: I mean, you know, obviously we said Drew Love can play. Yeah. And obviously Davis Love is a PJ Tour legend, so maybe somebody just had a bad week. Didn't see much of them on the coverage. Um, I guess speaking of the West thing, it's not on the notes again, but uh, Michelle Wee is going to be out for a while. She's taking a step back from the game for a while too. Um for her wrist. Her wrist problems just aren't going away. Which kind of sucks to see. I mean, Michelle Wie is one of those players, at least on the girls' side, that will get people to tune in to golf. Right. Not on the Tiger level. Not on the Phil level. But there are very few names, at least on the LPGA Tour, that would make me want to tune in. And when Michelle Wie's in contention, I would probably tune in. And then her being away from the game. Good luck, Michelle Lee. Hope you recover fully and come back healthier than ever. I guess speaking of the LPGA Tour, Lexi Thompson, she was in the news this week. She's staying off social media. She's getting off social media completely, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's for, quote, hurtful comments on the internet. I don't blame her. I don't blame her because the internet, especially Twitter, is a very dark place. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, she's kind of hot and can beat, like, 95% of
2: the Oh, golf, she can ball. The, yeah, the golf population. So, I don't know what's what people are saying about her. I like her. Yeah, so, she's great.
1: True story about social media and Lexi Thompson. She was actually in my previous uh, profile picture on Facebook. I saw her at Top Golf. Got a picture with her. So I hope she's not off because of me. But uh, maybe she is. What'd you say, T-Bone? I don't think I said anything. But
0: <laughs> anyways, let say I was there with you. We went up. It was a Red Bull event. Oh yeah. Up in Frisco, or one of the yeah
1: Frisco or I think it was at the Colony
0: up in DFW. And, yeah, one of our friends in college worked for Red Bull at the time. Shout out to Reeves. And he was able – he was like, hey, there's some professional golfer that's coming. Do y'all want to go? So we drove up from Waco. and
1: No idea who it was
0: going to be. Had a really good time out there.
1: She was cool. She came up to us. Yeah, uh, we got some picks. Yeah, I got some picks. She was, she was nice. Her family was nice. I think she was like, what, 20 years old at the time? She's 19 only, years old. Yeah, she's only
0: 24 today. Or to this day, she's only 24 – She's been on tour since she was like 16. Probably That's played. I, th- I think she played in her first PG or LPGA event when she was 14. What were we doing at 14? Not playing professional golf, I'll tell you that.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Nope. Anyway, so. Um, and Lexi also mentioned at the beginning of the year that she wasn't going to have a consistent caddy. It was only going to be family members on the back for her, which I thought was interesting. So between that and social media, she's been in the news a lot lately. So. Hopefully she doesn't have any more run-ins with the USGA either, so she can actually win major tournaments. <laughs> well, ouch!
2: Probably that's why she's off social media. That's my shout People out to like the you.
0: USGA. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of the USGA. Anyway, okay, so there's another video that was posted. Speaking of social media, a Phil Mickelson. Phil. Lefty. His videos are just getting. Out of control. <laughs> no, they're getting better and but, better. But I love it. I am all in on these videos. KJ, what would you think, man?
2: I loved it. I mean, he's taking shots at different people, like almost every time. Driving up Magnolia <laughs> Lane, Cooch. This one's a
1: fitness video, taking a shot at Bubba. I love that he's taking shots at like innocent people too. It's not people that would talk shit to him, <laughs> so like is Cooch Bubba Cooch and innocent? Cooch. Uh, not maybe not innocent because we talk about him every damn podcast. <laughs> but uh, he's the kind of guy that I feel like is, I don't know, just such a target, but wouldn't really dish it back. I don't know. But Phil's, uh, yeah, picking up on the low-hanging fruit, I guess. Yeah, everyone's everyone's exposed. Well, I think he got on Twitter relatively recently, so he's. I think he's still trying Same to figure Instagram. out. The tw- Same with Instagram. Same with Instagram. He's trying
0: to figure it out. I mean, he's a dad. He just, like, fully is embracing just the dad jokes on social media, and it's just it's so bad, it's amazing.
1: And he— he bashes people in the comments too. Like celebrities. Does he really? Yeah, celebrities will comment and he fires it right back at them.
0: <laughs> Liking him more and more every day. Yeah, that video or that um, when Jake Owen was on the foreplay podcast for Barstool and he told that story about Phil at Speeth's wedding. He's like, yeah, go take a 100 and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing.
2: And like, I honestly thought he was fabricating some of that because, right. You know, and then
0: at the Masters, he's like, no, that's pretty much exactly you know, he, what happened. He, that's verbatim. No, Jake nailed it.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, Phil, Phil's becoming just cooler and cooler. He's just doing it right. Yes, he is.
0: And also, I mean, the Cavs thing, it started off with the shorts that, was, that they were able to play Packers round in shorts now on the PJ Tour. And people are like, You're Cavs. It was like Johnny Drama. It's like, Hey, bro, nice Cavs. Are those are those implants? Or are those real?
2: <laughs>
0: Man, and then shout he out to Entourage. Yeah, shout out to Entourage. It's just, he's those Cav videos. It's outrageous, but I love it. I'm I'm all in on him. Keep doing it Phil. Keep doing your thing. Like I said, it was kind of a slow week. They're just really we're just trying to gear up I think for the PGA. It's still a little bit of a Masters hangover. Tiger's finally starting to give some interviews. I think he's is he a part owner of that new Golf TV? I don't service. Know. I, I do know just he's not
2: he's not going to be uh he's not going to be in the Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. He did just come out and say that.
0: Right. Yeah, Wells Fargo. We're we're gonna give a little preview for that later on in the podcast, so stay tuned for that. We'll go and transition the golf gossip. So, Tevin, what'd you see in golf gossip this week?
1: Yeah, so there was a little something on uh, on Friday of the Zurich Classic. We had Billy Horschel for today's golf gossip. So on Friday, um, Billy was playing with Scott Piercy and flared one off to the right on 17. Uh, A fan chirped him, and he responded a little aggressively. I'll go ahead and replay what actually happened. Okay. (laughs) Get in the water. Hey, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) So, that's kind of how it went down. Um, It was a little aggressive reaction, but... So, that was Billy Horschel hitting the ball in the water.
0: Uh, He flared it right. he flared it right. right. The water was
1: left. So Okay. Never even
2: had a shot going in the water, but got chirped. But it wasn't a good shot. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, when a fan chirps you like that, I... It's hard to not be on Billy's side, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess as just being the golfer kind of with a situation like that. He tweeted after the round, apologize for the knee-jerk reaction on 17T with the uh, teeth biting emoji, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. um, then he said, other than that, it was a good day. Nothing special from Scott Piercy today. Just good, solid play. Special stuff, hopefully, this weekend. Um. And our guy Eddie Pepperell, who's just getting better and better, responded. The man. Rather, you took a knee to that jerk's face personally. Definitely, don't need to apologize. So. Let's go, Eddie. It's. It was a pretty funny thing that happened on the course. You don't always see the, uh, the fan-player interaction, especially like that. So. Which I honestly, like, I like when stuff like that happens. I'm kind of surprised that
0: it doesn't happen more, because. I mean, think about any professional event, whether it be basketball, football, baseball. You're not that close to the fans, realistically, especially in football and baseball. I mean, baseball is the ball can come at you on a foul ball. So you you got to be further back. NBA, you got people sitting courtside, but they're – unless it's
1: like um, – who's the Toronto guy? Well, I was going to say, can you imagine if uh – the same thing happened, but Ron Artest was playing golf. <laughs> oh. Oh. Man. The that Battle of not the be Palace. Good. It's a big deal like, if a golfer says it drops an F bomb, but. Right. You know, if yeah. Ron Artest was a golfer, well, yikes.
0: That would be brutal.
1: Yeah, honestly, I mean, because those
0: people, whenever you go to a PJ Tour event, especially if you get a couple holes in front and you can literally ride on the ropes, you're probably like four or five feet from them sometimes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they can hear everything you're saying. So it's good. It's good to see that that doesn't happen very often. But when it does, that's why it's in the news. But sometimes players just just have it, and they need to chirp back a little bit, which I'm on their side for. I think. Oh yeah, I think so. I know KJ would be chirping back at the fans a lot.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting. I would be I would be an announcer's nightmare if I was ever mic'd up <laughs> between talking shit to myself after hitting tow ropers and. Anybody saying anything. You know, like, I'm not the one to let something, like somebody say something, it's coming back. It's coming back.
1: Also, the guy that probably, the fan that probably yelled that is probably not an actual golf fan. He probably didn't know what he was doing. That's a good or point. Or he was really drunk. Could be both. It was that yeah. New Orleans. So. Probably both. Yeah, could have <laughs> been both. Um, Definitely. But anyways, that was a quick little go- golf gossip. Scott, you want to continue on? Yeah, there was another
0: golf gossip that we saw. Slow play has been in the news a lot. Starting from really it really came to everybody's attention, I think, when JB Holmes was playing out at out of Riviera when the, he just took a long time. The PJ tour in and, and the European tour, for some reason, golfers just take a long time. Bryson is also known to be a slow player. You got Adam Scott coming out voicing saying that we need to speed up play. Brooks Kepka, your boy Kepka KJ, yeah, was coming in saying that I'd rather just be in the bathroom so they get put right. on the clock beforehand. It's it's do phenomenal. It. But of all people who came out in support of really the tour and the European tour of enforcing the slow play, I think that's the problem is that you can make all the changes you want, but the governing bodies aren't enforcing the rules. And so s-
1: yeah. What's what's bullshit about this is, and Brooks talked about this in Faraday was probably five to ten years ago the the sixteen year old kid that qualified to be in the Masters, mm-hmm. and they penalized him. Yes. Oh, I forgot they about they that. They won't penalize the best players in the world, but they'll penalize a 16-year-old that was playing in the Masters. That's that's just messed up. Yeah,
0: that doesn't seem right. But of all people that come out, it was Eduardo Molinari, the brother of Francesco Molinari, who right now, probably next to Rory McIlroy, is, I would say, the second-best player on the planet. Yeah, or he's, he's playing hot. his second he's hot. best golf. Eduardo Molinari actually became famous before Francesco. Their brothers, uh, Eduardo Molinari, won the USM. So there's that famous picture when Molin- when Eduardo was playing in the Masters and his brother Francesco was on the bag with playing with Tiger. Playing with Tiger, yeah, of all people, and then Tiger took down Francesco. Let's go, Tiger. <laughs> hey, Tiger's the Tiger's Masters champion. I'm smiling. Can't I can't believe it. it. But can't Eduardo it. Molinari took the Twitter. And he goes, it's time that professional golf does something serious for slow play. Five hours and 30 minutes to play 18 holes on a golf course without rough is just too long, way too long, hashtag stop slow play. And then he gave a reply tweet and said, I didn't think this was going to cause such a debate. However, if the above tweet of, of slow play gets 1,000 retweets, I'll post the updated <laughs> list of players being timed and fined on the European tour in 2019 as of Monday. So this is a very like recent list that he's going to tweet out to the public, which I didn't realize that most of the tours, they have a list apparently of who is on the slow play or who's known to have slow play. And then sure enough, the tweet gets about 1300 retweets and he goes, as promised, a list of timings as of April 22nd, 2019, next updates list will come out at the end of June. These are a few usual suspects and a few surprises. Please retweet and share the speed ups uh, to speed things up. It's awesome. And it's like three pictures of everybody on the slow playlist.
1: Read some people off. I you mean, got he's, pulled he's up.
0: doxing people here. It's phenomenal. You got the list pulled up? I do, yes. Some notables Louis Oosthuizen, Bert Harn Langer, Bryson DeChambeau, Tiger Woods was also on this list for slow play. I wasn't expecting that. I'm not going to lie. The, the the Tiger Woods thing. What do y'all think? So I it's, don't know. It's European tour players? So this is people who play on the European tour. Bernhard Langer, uh, Ben Udon, Keegan Bradley. Oh, God. Looking through some names. Rafa Cabrera-Beo. Man, this is a weird list because it's a lot of names. I don't think it's everybody on the PJ Tour, but Henrik Stenson's on here. It's a long list, bottom line. Uh, Kevin (laughs) Na.
2: Oh, there you go. The only time he's fast is when he's beating the ball to the hole.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, he is literally outing all these people who are known for their slow play, which is, it's a big baller move, I'm not going to lie. I'm all about this, and I just was not expecting this from Eduardo Molinari. He
2: just tweeted out a shit list. Like, That's a a 100-person shit list right there.
1: No one likes a slow golfer.
2: I'd rather somebody shoot hundred with me than take four practice swings, like.
1: Well, those are probably pretty hand in hand.
2: Yeah, I know, and it's the worst thing. <laughs> like, if you're gonna hit the ball like shit, hit it fast and then go do it again.
0: Yeah. In y'all's opinion, how would you help slow play? How would you speed up? That's slow why play? it's a problem, because unless you have somebody
2: monitoring each each group, saying, "Okay, click their turn now." 'Cause the other person just hit all that kind of stuff. There's no way to absolutely regulate it. There's so much black and white. I mean, See, there's so much gray area.
1: The thing for me is it's this is a totally different conversation with your weekend warrior versus a PGA tour player. For professional golfers, I have no idea how you're slow. How c cu- how could you possibly play in five and a half hours when what's the highest score gonna be out there? Yeah. Maybe someone will shoot around eighty? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's it, and everyone's been playing golf their whole life. There's no way you should be that slow.
2: The only thing that should take these guys, they do all their homework beforehand. They know where the pins are, they know the yardage, they know what the wind's doing, obviously, um, before they even hit their approach shot or anything. The only thing that these guys need to do is a situational deal. All right, it's sitting down a little bit, it might jump on me, and that should be taken care of as soon as you get there. So only one guy out of the threesome or twosome, whatever day they're playing, should be taking slightly longer, the first guy that gets there, right? Right, And then he should be like, all right, this is going to jump. Let's add to that number or let's subtract from that number, and then that's it. But, like, hit your shot.
1: But what's weird is it's not – I would say it's not really a course or specific tournament because naturally you would think a U.S. Open would be like the slowest play because of the rough, but I, I don't really think that's the case. I think it's just repeat offenders who have never really – Change their ways because they've never really had to.
2: So you think making a shit list and keeping an eye on that is and the way actually do it? enforcing strokes, yeah. like the, be
1: be what, real with your think with how bad it's
2: gonna be when somebody's on the shit list and they get fined or or penalized, and then somebody's not on the shit list is taking you know two minutes to hit their golf ball instead of that forty seconds when you're on the clock, and it slides, they're gonna be up in arms. I mean they're gonna be losing their minds.
1: Yeah. That's true. I don't know, it's So then you just have to fix. make an
2: updated shit list. Yeah. You you're you you break it once then you're on the shit
0: list. Right. I think it comes back to the the governing bodies actually need to enforce slow play. Cuz clearly they don't. I think that's one of the biggest gripes that these players have is that if you're going to talk about slow play, actually enforce it. And don't enforce it on a 16-year-old playing in the masters as an amateur and you're going to force him? Yeah, that's BS. But also the PGA Tour and the European Tour, they don't allow rangefinders, I don't think.
2: They don't. No. They do in
0: practice rounds. You can shoot anything you want. Do you think that would make a difference? I mean, because I know for us, whenever we play, we got the rangefinders. We got the little magnetic thing, case around it, so we can just stick it on the cart. And then as soon as we get up there, we just shoot it. And then we know our yardage is pretty much. You just got to you know, count the wind and whatnot. But that's pretty much about it, so that you just
1: you take your shot pretty quick. Yeah. At this point, why not? I mean, they play their practice rounds with them. Does it really matter that much at this point? I guess it kind of takes away from that. Compare it to like a replay in baseball. It's just one of those things where it's always been one way. Mm-hmm. So you're almost these really historic. I guess sports fans don't want to see it change, yeah. but the purest. Uh, yeah, the purest. That's the word I'm looking for, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters that much if they if they're playing their whole practice round is revolving around a rangefinder. Why not just do it in the real tournament?
2: I like that idea. I mean, because obviously you want to see the best players in the world be the best players in the world yep. every week. Well, I mean, if you're half a club off, you know, all day on your yardages, you're not going to score. So why not just let everybody rangefinder? We're done. Let's go. That'd be so much. I think it'd be faster.
0: And I think it's interesting you said, KJ, they do a lot of prep work beforehand. A lot of homework. So they know pretty much where the pins are going to be already because that's one of the things. You see all of them, they have their yardage books in their back pocket now. Granted, they are taking in a lot more information than just we are as your average weekend warriors. They're trying to see how far the pin is from the left side of the green, for example. If it's six paces off, seven paces off. Right. you got ten feet before the rough starts on the back of the green or whatnot. But, like... They already know generally where they're going to be, especially if you play like the Masters or this week at Quail Hollow at Wells Fargo. The Pens are generally in the same places. Right. And guys who have been on tour for a long time, they have that experience. Because that's one thing that people were saying about Jordan Spieth when his first year or two were on tour. They were saying, why are you talking to Michael so much? Why? I feel like he was kind of slow to start off. Yeah. But he made a point. He's like, this is the first time I'm seeing all these you gotta courses. you got to know where you
2: can't hit the ball. That's the key is knowing where not to miss. You can miss as long as you're not dead afterwards.
0: Right. And then actually speaking of Billy Horschel a little bit earlier, he's come out and said that range finders wouldn't make a difference. I think I disagree with that because even now you got the caddies who are literally having to step off yardages. If you just shoot it real quick and then look at your book to see where exactly the pin is, how much room you got to miss and everything, I feel like that would speed up play. Especially five you get, to ten seconds, but if you did that over 18 holes for every single shot, that should make a difference.
2: Yeah, especially when you got somebody T-boning it off the tee, 310, 40 yards off the fairway.
0: Four left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yeah, more right, right than anything. But that's when the yardages get tricky because, yeah, you measure it from this plate or that plate, you know, to the front, back. Well, when you're, you know, 25 yards off the fairway, it makes a big difference.
0: I think that's where rangefinders would really help. I then. do,
2: too. I mean, there's no walking over here. You know from this angle you got six paces. You're done.
0: Right. It's an interesting discussion that is clearly not stopping, especially in the day of social media. It's being raised to everybody attention. I can't believe Edwalder Molinari just outed everybody still. It's amazing. It would have been great if, like, Brooks Kepka had done that. <laughs> Poor guys like Bryson. Just don't take into that much information. Just hit, hit your damn shot.
2: He's, he's taking ex- information to the next level. <laughs> uh, my head would explode. There's already enough out there.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for us um, for this week in golf. Next week, the Wells Fargo. As you mentioned, a lot of people were speculating that Tiger was going to be making his return to professional golf, chose not to play. I've never played out there or I've never been out there, but apparently that course is awesome. Is it Quill Hollow? That's where they're playing.
2: I think so. I think so. We can find that out, though.
0: It hosted the the PGA Championship where Justin Thomas won a few years back. Ricky Fowler has won there in the past. It's got that beautiful finishing hole with the water. A little we're, stream. little stream. We were talking pin positions earlier. It's generally known that that pin's probably going to be on the front left where water really comes into play. Should make for an exciting finish coming down the stretch, I feel like. A lot of players are making their return. I don't have the groups in front of me right now, but – A lot of big names are playing in it. It's also a couple weeks before the PGA Championship. So a lot of guys, they took that week off, maybe two weeks off. After the Masters, they're going to start getting back in the tournament mode. I'm excited. I think this week will be pretty good. I don't know if I'll watch. I'm going on a bachelor party this weekend. Shout out to Jimmy, James. Should be a lot of fun.
2: Stay tuned. Um, We'll get uh, some Instagram photos for you guys because not this weekend, but next weekend we are going to have the dress round. We heard a lot about it. T Bone's making T-bone good on his bet. W- will be wearing a dress in two we- two weekends from now. T Bone, how you feeling? Have you have, do you have like a, a model or style in, in in mind?
1: No, I'm gonna make it all a surprise. Well, you can't give us anything.
2: Wow, color, that's not fun.
1: Color, style, definitely nothing. not color. I've got it in mind, but I'm what's gonna.
2: Your, what's your what's your color that you just you just pop in? No,
1: I'm not gonna give the color. That'll give it away. But I've. Pretty dead what set. what brand? I think what I'm going to go to Walmart.
2: Like it's going to matter? Like you're going to know dresses?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to Walmart <laughs> no, and just...
0: Just for the record, I don't.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to go to Walmart, snoop around, and I've got a design and style in mind. That's okay. all I'm going to say. All right. Are you going to take a female friend shopping with you to help pick out your dress? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd be kind of... I mean, wh- what size... No idea. What Do I wear? I'm going to look like kind of a creep just going through dresses. And if if I have to try them on too? I don't know. Oh,
2: God. Oh, my gosh. Maybe we should actually follow shopping. Yeah, I want to be there for this. (laughs) This (laughs) But just keep in mind, if it gets too loose, wind might mess with you. you Yeah. Especially on those short chip shots and putts. But no
1: one wants to see it tight either.
2: Yeah. I do think some some type of halter top or a uh, spaghetti strap would be nice for the the suntan tan the shoulders.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, just be Get careful. Be careful whenever you're picking the ball up out of the hole. Yep, that's my only sure. request. I'm gonna have to look away every single time. <laughs> that teeing it up, or breaking we're the bunker, ten footers, <laughs> just pick all, it up,
1: dude. It's all, yeah, could be exposed very <laughs> badly.
0: Well, that's why you need to check us out on social media at three under par pod. That's the number three, three under par pod, so you can see our boy T Bone wear a freaking dress. I'm thinking yellow sundress. I think it's gonna happen. The weather's getting warm. It the is. It's, warm. It's sundress season. You know, Could for those be. up in the northeast, you're still – I feel like they're almost there. Even if you're playing golf, there are a lot of videos going around. Apparently, Beth Page – it was the last weekend that it's open this last weekend, and so a lot of people are out playing golf out there. It still looked pretty cold. They're wearing pants and sweatshirts. Down here, it's like almost 90 degrees.
2: Are we going to make a legging or no legging rule under his dress?
1: Ooh. I think I have full disclosure for how I – want to dress some
2: you need something under the dress let's make that rule <laughs> we'll see <laughs> that's all i have asking you need something under the dress
0: at the very minimum compression shorts please yeah let's, let's... we'll see
2: <laughs> this is gonna be awesome
0: <laughs> i don't even know what to say after that that's amazing all right well you heard our social media plug wherever you're listening to this please subscribe write us a review and give us a five-star rating because we want to hear from you. Also on social media, our our email is on there. You can send us an email from maybe some good golfing stories. The dress is coming up. If you have any outrageous bets that you've done on the golf course or just any good golf stories, we want to hear from you. We'll read them on the air. We'll keep you anonymous if you want as well. But it should be pretty fun because golf stories, they get pretty great. We'll
2: try not to uh, Billy Horschel back at you. So,
0: we can't promise that though. I mean, it depends. If it calls for it, calls for it. They deserve it. You never <laughs> know. But <laughs> perfect. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the Three and a Part podcast. And remember Little
2: White Ball is life.